This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Thursday. One more day until Friday. We'll get there. Welcome in. Happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket. Theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico hanging out with you guys as usual. What's up, Rico? Hello. I know your jaw hurts, man. Just a, just a tad. At least, so you, you get tomorrow off. I do. There you go. So, I mean, tomorrow's your birthday as well. Mm-hmm. So, Big uh... 2-9. Yikes. Yeah. Do you feel old? Mm, sometimes. I told my mom, I went, so when we went down for the basketball game, I went and visited my family, yeah. my grandma and my mom and my aunt and sisters and whatever, and uh, I told my mom, you know, I was like, you know, your baby boy is one more year away from being 30, and she was like, don't, don't say that. And I was like, why? I was like, does it make you feel old? Yeah. And, and she was like, don't, don't, don't say that. <laughs> so, crazy enough, uh, we have two texts for first text of the day. Wait, what? We don't do first text of the day. We haven't done that in a while. Haven't done it in a very, in a very long time, but we have two mm. that so, popped up. But yeah. Kudoba guy, congratulations, you get it. Sorry, downtown Scott. Kudoba guy, you win first text of the day. Congratulations, you are today's winner of nothing. nothing. There it is. Nice job, Kudoba guy. Brought it back. We can bring it back whenever. Um, all right, once again, 402-464. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, both those open for you guys the entire show today. Um, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. You can always reach out to Rico and I on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainert, at Radio Rico AC are the Twitter handles. Um, got plenty of stuff to talk about. We'll, we'll dive a little bit into Wisconsin here. Wisconsin has had a couple decommitments in their recruiting class today, mm-hmm. and they're expecting a couple more. They lost so, a wide receiver last week. It's kind of crazy to – well, so I was reading something from 24-7 Sports. I think Evan Flood is their uh, twenty four one of their 24-7 Sports writers um, for Wisconsin, and they lost a, three, or a four-star wide receiver today just about an hour and a half ago, and he was the most talented player in their recruiting class. Not maybe not the highest rated. He he, he laid out, um, laid out uh, what's it called? Um, laid out that he was the most talented player coming into the recruiting or coming into the program next year. Okay. So it's kind of interesting because you might forget that Wisconsin has an interim head coach as well. I mean, like here's the deal: we're so used to Wisconsin being this stable program that everybody knows exactly what they want to do, exactly how they operate. Nothing changes. And you could argue that on offense and within a, from a program standpoint on the field, they are the same. That they're not. I mean, Jim Leonard did not come in and, and change the whole identity. Is not trying to throw the ball with Graham Mertz. He's not trying to do that. 
However, every sport for Wisconsin kind of feels the same. Yeah, They're just a I mean, solid, Bo- well-run machine of a program. Whatever mm-hmm. the sport is, you know, regardless of the sport. Bo uh, Ryan leaves men's basketball, and Gray Guard takes over, and it's about and the it's same. The same. It's the same thing. The same. You know exactly what you could to get with Wisconsin basketball. It's happened with Wisconsin football year in and year out. Yeah, uh, they and it's it, it's weird because they don't they don't fire coaches, well, right? Yeah, the coaches the coaches thing. leave. That's they the either retire thing. or they or they move on to a different because, job. Because because Brett Bielema left for Arkansas, then you brought in Gary Anderson, who left for Oregon State, and, or, or he was, I mean, it was like the the retired slash, I'm going to Oregon State now kind of mm-hmm. thing, and then it was, after Anderson, Paul Christ, and now Paul Christ got fired, and it's kind of ins- insane to think about, so, here's the deal. Is he the first Wisconsin football coach fired in, like, forever? I, I think the, the statistic was 20-some years. That is wild. I, I, it was the first. It was the first football coach that the athletic director has had to fire. Not the first dis- coaching dis- change, you know, change mm-hmm. obviously, but no, the first happened. time he's decided to fire a football coach. Um, that is wild. It's crazy. But now you look at like kind of the differences between Nebraska and Wisconsin. Nebraska's been able to keep their recruiting class somewhat intact. Cameron Lenhart is um, is decommit has decommitted. And Although we'll, he maybe posted we'll something ask, about Nebraska yeah, on maybe, his, like, Instagram. Maybe we'll ask um, Zach. Zach Carpenter tomorrow of, of Inside Nebraska about kind of a, a Cameron Lenhart update. But, I mean, he's a guy from, from IMG Academy in Florida that Nebraska's obviously still on. Um, there was de- there were decommitments for Nebraska in, in the mo- prior months, but since Mickey Joseph has taken over as interim head coach, obviously that worry or concern of recruiting classes falling apart comes into play. Mm-hmm. Nebraska's been somewhat lucky, and give credit to Mickey Joseph, I guess, because that tells you who these guys were coming for. I mean, and, and that's that was nothing surprising or shocking. Right out of the gate, when Mickey Joseph got the interim job, Rico, I mean, when, when you would have those interviews with the recruits and with the commits, it's, I... I I came because of Mickey Joseph. Like I'm, and you put here because I have the relationship with Mickey Joseph. You know, a day or two after Frost was let go and Mickey Joseph was, you know, making the rounds with the recruits, it was almost yeah the same message being posted by each recruit. Mm -hmm. You know, Cameron Lenhard decommitted, but every other recruit was posting their picture at Nebraska saying, "I'm I'm 100. I'm a thousand. I'm 120 percent. Yeah, I'm in." I'm, I'm, here with Mickey. I'm, I'm good to go. And it was like, okay, well, it looks like, you know, Mickey and the other coaches are making the rounds, making sure that everybody's still in with what's going on with the program. And despite all of the coaching search rumors and the and the possibility that Mickey Joseph won't be the head coach but hopefully stays on board with Nebraska, everything's been pretty tip top in order with mm-hmm. all of the recruits staying staying committed to Nebraska, staying um, you know, one thousand percent in. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Both those open for you guys the entire show today. Um, okay, so Byron asked this on the text line. Your guys' top three candidates, and then they they added Munkin or Patterson would be a train wreck. Patterson, like... Patterson is not coming. No, Patterson publicly came out. Like TCU, I, I also Texas don't, Patterson? Yeah, Gary Patterson. I don't know why I forgot his last first name. Yeah, Gary. I always think... It, it's Todd Munkin, right? The Army guy? Yes, because there's another I know, I know Munkin. Munkin. It's his brother who's a defensive coordinator somewhere. I thought it was an offensive coordinator. Because it's the, yeah. Because he has a brother. I don't know where he's at, but yeah, Todd Munkin is the Army head coach. No, Jeff Munkin. Jeff Munkin. Dang, Jeff Todd Munkin. Munkin. 
is the head football coach at Army. Todd Munkin is the offensive coordinator at Georgia. Okay. Um, that's right. And quarterbacks coach at Georgia. Munkin and Munkin. So Munkin, Todd Munkin's salary at Georgia two million dollars a year. Whew. That's a pretty good offense they got going. So you got the best tight end in the country. So I haven't, I haven't looked too deep into play into this um, into the Munkin stuff because it doesn't. I I don't ref- know. It, I it refuse I, to because that's like to me. First off, that's not happening. Like either like you're not gonna get there. Trev isn't gonna hire Jeff Munkin, and you're not gonna pry well, even okay, if his brother so, gets the so head coaching job. Just so we play devil's job. advocate, how? Why? Why do you say that that Trev just to play devil's advocate? Just to play devil's advocate. Yes. Why? Why would Trev not hire Jeff Munkin? Because Trev has talked about moving forward with the program, and if you were to hire somebody who runs a triple option offense that is moving backwards, well, if, and a triple hold on a triple option offense, okay. although it has been successful at Army and yep. he's had many winning seasons at Army, you are not going to win a championship with a triple option offense in a power five conference. I think, hold on. So without, with the lack of, of, of a passing attack. And I'm sure if he were to bring his brother, in, I was that, just going to say I'm that sure he would tailor his offense, advocate. would tailor his offense to, to be more of a big 10, but, and I don't know if that's his style of offense mm-hmm. or if it's just, you know, army has decided, you know, with the, with the lack of, of, you know, crazy athletes that they're going to be bringing in, that a triple option would be the best type of offense for them to run. But if he does run a triple op- option at Nebraska, the lack of a passing attack is going to hinder you going forward to win not only the Big Ten West, but, or, you know, without conferences, just the Big Ten overall, get into a playoff and win a championship. I think that there's a, a reason to believe that how do I want to put this? I, I think there's reason to believe that if if Jeff Munkin were to be the next head coach, Todd Munkin would be a part of it. Now, and, and I, I think there is. I think there is because just because so they're going to pay two and a half mil to pry him away from Georgia. What do you expect them to do with? Well, not you don't have to pry Mickey Joseph away, but you need to give Mickey Joseph a reason to stay. Yeah, if you open up the pocketbook. Yeah, like that. That's what Nebraska is going to have to do anyway. Maybe not to the status of two million, but to and I understand it'd be coaching with his brother, but to go away from a a the, the defending national You're, champion, I know, possible back to back national champions, to to leave there to be the off to take a, a lateral not a step down to be the offensive coordinator at Nebraska, even if it's coaching with your brother, I believe they're cousins, not cousins. brothers. To yeah. be coaching with your relative, mm-hmm. that's not that would. If they did that, that would be amazing. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, Thank you, Marcus. That would be ridiculous for him to do that. Again, that's a step down to be the offensive coordinator of going from Georgia to Nebraska. I'm just I'm trying to play devil's advocate because I don't think either one is there. Um, here's what I think was is interesting. Okay, so there's a lot of rumors coming out, and I hate I hate the whole rumors deal. I, I hate I hate to continue to bring it up. Um, downtown Scott says I actually would be on board I'm in boys What's interesting And, and give us your top three I guess 402-464-5685 Give me the positives for Jeff Jeff Munkin That'd be cool wordplay Honkin for Munkin Stop it um, I like that but stop it I mean come I on like, I like that a lot come but on. stop it I mean let's be real <laughs> so, so okay you have So 
Now, Tyler also adds, yet people think Mickey's brother would have left the NFL to come here and be a DC. I don't think anybody in their right mind actually thought that. You've had people, you've had people, you know, want that to happen. That would be great. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be awesome to have Mickey advance on the same coaching staff at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Look, <laughs> Nebraska's not paying as much as the NFL. And the NFL is like the the you know I know being a head coach is like the pinnacle of of you know the coaching the coaching world but in the football world mm-hmm. in the football coaching world you make it to the NFL I mean for the most part you're trying to stay in the NFL he's been a head coach in the NFL I don't think he's going to be a defensive coordinator at the college level I don't know again we'll see. to coach with his brother be awesome would be cool did you did nah you, did you hear the did you hear any of Trev Alberts talking on the radio last night I did not okay so what was interesting is. He said something along the lines, and I said this this quote on on the drive this morning. Um, but if you missed it, here it is again. Trev said that he's like there's a there's a picture that I know of where there's two types of people in this world: somebody with a napkin on their forearm ready to serve, and there's the other type of person is somebody that has the neck underneath their chin ready to be served. Mm-hmm. And he said, I feel like there are a lot more people ready to serve in our athletic department nowadays than be served. And he said, that's something that's changed. Mm. So what's so interesting, Rico, is I, I kind of made the realization, the recognition last night, as we kind of move off of the, the coaching search, that Trev's really cleaned this place up. And in a short amount of time, I, I truly believe that Trev has cleaned this place up quite a bit. Gone through the athletic department with a fine-tooth comb. And, and I don't, I don't think he's done. I don't, I don't think it's done. But I, I, I will say that there's a lot of accountability. There's a lot of there's a high standard. Um, he, he mentioned Tom Osborne a couple times last night, which I know all the people will love to hear. Mickey mentioned him as well. Mickey mentioned him as well. They meet every Monday? Sunday. 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 So I, I don't know. Like I, I, lo- I look forward to finding out who is going to be in charge because it seems like each name kind of runs its course through the rumor mill. Mm-hmm. You get about it, a week. Give about a week. Like Matt Rule, for example, was hot, hot, hot on about Monday. But now it's not Matt Rule's not kind of out. You had Dion for about 24 hours. Yeah, Dion was about a day or two. Yeah, 20, 24 hours. Monken's now the guy. Kleiman's getting an extension at Kansas State, so he's out of it. Gone. Leipold, who knows what's going to happen with him. Leipold's going to Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. Are we surprised that Dave Aranda hasn't continued to having traction? No. I am. I think after Baylor said they're willing to pay whatever, I wasn't surprised by the traction. See, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised by that one because I think... It's a private if, university. But if you hear... We don't even know how much money they have. Technically, we don't know how much money Nebraska has in terms of athletic department. I mean, funding. that's true, but we know how much they paid their coach. We don't know how much they're paying Aranda. Well, we don't know. So here's the thing, though, Rico, is um, I, I truly believe that the Big Ten would be a step up from the Big 12. It would be. And But what if he's waiting for there's, a different there's, job? There's also, well, here's another thing is you have to remember that Dave Aranda has ties to Wisconsin. He does. So Lance Leipold has stronger ties. He does. He does. Um, I, I wonder, as we sit here, I keep going back to how similar Dave Aranda talks about how he operates a program mm-hmm. 
and what Trev Alberts wants out of a coach. And there, it's very similar. It is. It's very similar. And the way, I, once again, I've said this this quote before many times on, on air. Um, Dave Aranda did a, a interview during Big 12 Media Days right after they, they came off the, the Big 12 championship game appearance and said something along the lines of, now keep in mind, Trev Albert saying that not one single person, the head coach, will never be able be allowed to believe that they are bigger than the athletic department. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Aranda said something along the lines of, while he was deep into an answer, said, it's tough as a head coach because you want to believe, when you have success, it's tough as a head coach because you want to believe that the success is because of you. And he goes, you need to realize that you are, a, as even as a head coach, you are a very small piece of the puzzle. You're a cog in the machine. Because he, he, he said, to a, to a certain uh, to a certain extent, he Aranda added, that assistant coaches are more important because they are the ones working side-by-side side of the players every single day for endless hours. He said that if I don't surround myself with the top-notch staff, then we won't be successful. And if I don't allow my staff to do their job, then we won't be successful. And and once again, from day one, Aranda's been high on my list. He, his name's kind of stopped and gotten out of the rumors because of like everything you just said, Rico. You're a big Aranda guy. I'm a huge Aranda guy. I was I was a big Aranda guy before the season oh, even yeah. started. You're before it was even a possibility of him possibly being the coach. There was two coaches. There was two coaches I've been high on since, uh, for a very long time. Aranda, Marcus Freeman. Marcus Freeman. He's Marcus getting Freeman's it fi- He's getting it figured out at Notre yeah, Dame. He is. He's getting it figured out. He became Catholic. Um, it's the key. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but anyway, I so I, I just think there's there's a lot of parallels there. Now I understand that the the odds are very low, um, and, and this is all speculation. But here we are, day 67 uh, of a coaching search. We're all running wild. Um, it is. It is what it is. Well, what do we got? Former Husker, defensive lineman. Super Bowl champion, multiple-time Pro Bowler, Dominic and Sue, joining the Eagles on a one-year deal. The Eagles. The Eagles. Well, so you remember they have their Jordan Davis is out. Their first-round pick, Jordan Davis is out, um, which is why here we are. Sue, Sue, how about that to the Eagles, as DP says? There's a chance now he's going to compare or uh, compete for a Super Bowl. Another Super Bowl ring for Dominic and Sue. He only has the one with Tampa. He does. He didn't get the one with uh, L.A. Okay, th- this is interesting now. So he and Cam Jurgens will team up with Jack Stoll. Jack Stoll. Jack Stoll on the on – the, he's a starter. Yeah, he's a starter, which is interesting. He was also in a Yahoo Sports Fantasy Football advice piece listed as a sleeper mm-hmm. this weekend. Should I pick up Jack Stoll? How – Okay, hold on. I'm gonna because one of my uh, one of my league. I'm in two. One of them I have George Kittle, so that obviously okay. he's starting. The other one I don't know. I think I have Hunter Henry as my starter, which he hasn't gotten me much. What we need to see is stole. There it is. How many Nebraska Nolan? The Eagles are huskering up. Do, how many uh, rosters do you think Jack Stoll is on in fantasy football? Well, now that you know, it's been a couple days since it's, it was announced. I, I don't think this number has changed. It, I, like I don't know, like twenty-eight. No, not even close. I'm Point way low. Eight. Point eight. Zero point eight percent of rosters. 
So, unfortunately, Rico, not less than 1% of rosters have Jack Stoll on their fantasy team. So I should go pick up Jack Stoll. So, I mean, if, if you are a fantasy footballer, um, <laughs> there you go. But, yeah, I mean, Byron says this, and I have thought about this, Byron, and this is not my campaign for Dave Aranda. Stop it. <laughs> he says Aranda has also worked with Bush, Mickey, and Vince Ginta. You know who else that he worked true. with? Who? Never mind. I'm not gonna say it. Come on. No, nah, I'm not gonna. No, nah, I'm not gonna. Say Rico, it. you I'm can't not, do nah, that. I'm not Come doing on. No, nah, I'm not doing it. Why? No, nah, I'm not doing it. I'll tell you off air. Well, no, I I will just bring it to the air. I so don't, no, don't bring it to the air. It's a secret. No, it's not. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, Byron, there's there's also that to a certain extent as well. A um, little bit of, uh, and, and if I must, let's just feel the fire a little bit. What about a guy like Joe Brady? Yeah, hello. <laughs> what about a guy like Joe Brady? You know where Joe Brady's at right now? Quarterback's coach for the Buffalo Bills. You know what Joe Brady was doing in 2019? Leading the LSU offensive coordinator. Wow. There you go. Um, so, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, now, once again, complete speculation. But I guess that's what we do on a happy hour. Um, all right, so when we come back, we didn't get to talk about this. A couple things. We'll put the football on a back burner. When we come back... The Kansas City Royals announced a new downtown stadium, mm-hmm. and I, I want to get a gauge on how people are feeling about it, because a lot of people, I think, like the K. I think they like the park. I love the parking for the for Kauffman Stadium in Arrowhead. Great tailgating experience, great parking, um, easy access from the interstate, plenty of room. Mm-hmm. When you go downtown, that's not going to be the case. Mm-mm. So... I'm curious how people feel about it. Are we pissed off that the that that Kauffman Stadium's dead? Because Kauffman Stadium's about to die. Um, so I'm not dead yet. Not dead yet. Also, the Royals made a change to their broadcast team. Steve Fiziok, the play-by-play guy for TV, deuces, retires. Bye-bye. They ended up calling up Jake Eisenberg, who was the Omaha Royals or Omaha Royals. Holy mm, crap! Wow, you are going Omaha back. Storm Chasers. You are going back. The Omaha Storm Chasers. Shout play out play to guy. Rosenblatt. Yeah, the Omaha Royals. I would have been like six. Um. Anyway, so we'll kind of dive into that. Um. And then Nebraska hoops uh, travels to Queens tonight to play the uh, St. John's Red, Red Storm. Storm? <laughs> We're gonna figure this out. <laughs> we we both said Red Storm, so there's there's a chance. I almost just said Reds, and I was like, that's not right. It's Red something. Red Storm. Ah! Nice job, Rico. We got that at the same time. That's not bad. All right, so let's go ahead and take a break. We'll talk about all those things coming up next on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.